two, one. Good morning, Miss Jackie. Good morning. It's glad I'm glad that you're here. Welcome to the God is Awesome podcast. Um, if you guys are listening online or wherever you're listening on, uh, please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, um, wherever uh, you're finding this podcast, Spotify even maybe. And the reason why is because we want to just, uh, this podcast is all about you know, interviewing regular, normal, everyday Christians about an awesome and an extraordinary God in their life and how he's walked us through, you know, the ups and downs and the trials and all that. So if you find, you know, testimony podcasts entertaining or uplifting or a blessing to you or anyone else, please share it, like it, subscribe it, all that jazz. Anyway, thanks for everyone joining us online live right now. Well, we've got a lot of people right here. So we got Mary, Adam, Kristen. So thank you guys for hopping on. Um, today we got Jackie Andres on the show, and uh, I guess I'm just going to send it over to you. Um, maybe get us started, your origin story, how you grew up, uh, a bit of your childhood. Okay. Uh, actually, this is a wonderful time for me because uh, my husband, uh, Steve, and I are getting ready to celebrate 26 years, I'm sorry, 46, 26. Years, 46 <laughs> years together uh, on Sunday. Okay. So it's caused me to do um, a lot of reflection on how we got here. And truly, it's only been by the grace of God. That's amazing. Uh, Yes, it's it's a God thing for well, sure. Well, I mean, just just talking here because me and my wife were like two and a half years, so we're like we're like <laughs> man. But we were watching, we were looking at some of these um, pictures online of like old 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 couples, like ninety year olds, like taking. It's <laughs> not you, but they're taking like engagement photos and stuff like that, like they're I don't know nineteen or something. Mm-hmm. So that's really inspiring. Super glad that. So this is causing a lot of reflection for you? Yes. So knowing I had this coming up, um, it was good timing for me mm-hmm. uh, because it caused me to go back to my childhood and think about um, how I got to where I am today and also in my marriage or our marriage. Um, I, wa- I did have a rough uh, beginning in life. Um, I did find out, let's see, the day before I got married, which was one month short of my 18th birthday, so I was definitely a um, high school sweetheart bride, yes, Uh, but my mother uh, shared with me, which I had an idea that she had never married my dad. And he was an alcoholic, and I do remember uh, actually leaving West Palm Beach when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. I was born at St. Mary's Hospital. Okay. For those of you who are true Florida crackers, <laughs> um, I was born in West Palm and we left uh, in the middle of the night to go across state. And uh, my mother did leave my real father because it was just uh, not a good situation. So with that starting off life, um, so did you have a father that you like, or your real father? Well, I had a wonderful stepfather. Okay. Um, he took good care of me and provided for me, and um, but the emotional connection um, was not there. And I, I understand, especially being a parent today, you know, there wasn't that demonstrative uh, hugging and all that stuff that um, he had with the next two children that came along. And that was something I used to watch as a child and desperately wanted in my sure. life. So you saw you saw that happen, but 
to others, but not to you. Right. Gotcha. And I had a stepsister. There's like seven years difference. Uh, I have a stepsister who's seven years older than me okay. and a half sister who's seven years younger than me and uh, a half brother also uh, two years that came along two years after that. So um, he was a, a, a wonderful father, and, and um, I, I just watched how he just treasured them. Mm -hmm. But my stepsister and I were kind of like the other family growing up, and um, that was difficult. Yeah. And uh, I think that's where a lot um, of my woundedness, my mother was my pr primary uh, source of love. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, she had a lot more responsibility. So that, you know, that relationship together had to be shared in a multitude of different places. So I think at that point, based on the work I had to do with the help of a Christian counselor, um, I realized that I had some real abandonment issues. Yeah, abandonment again from this like a split family scenario. Right. You're in the same family, same household. Yes but love is definitely shown towards one few kids but not to you and your stepsister right correct so, so you feel you don't even feel like part of the family right even even to the point where like one christmas morning um i guess they decided to let us sleep in my stepsister and i and they opened up all the presents at christmas no. yes yes my sister and i got up that morning and it was like really oh no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, but um, all the time, God was good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I went to a Catholic um, parochial school from uh, first grade to eighth grade. What's that? A parochial school? That's a Catholic school. Okay, yes. okay. Uh, the church and the school was directly across the street from our home. So you literally rolled out of bed Easy. and you were at church. Gotcha. Yes. So um, I was blessed in that I, I received a great education and knowledge about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful to the Catholic Church for that knowledge. So did you did you get saved then, or what well, I knew about God. It was like He was out there, okay. you know. And you said you wrote prayers, but um, I used to sit out on the front in um, a chair when I was a child and just look up at the sky and talk to God. Okay. So he was kind of always out there, but you, never... You knew of him, right? but didn't know him. Okay. Correct, correct. And um, so that's kind of how I started out. But even then, I know um, he was watching over me and protecting me during that time. Okay. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. And then those main issues... And that terrible feeling you get when you feel like you're all alone. You know, like my mother went on her honeymoon and I was left with strangers. It was like, oh, that same terrible feeling oh, would carry me in my adult life when certain things would happen. So how old were you at this time? Uh, five is when it actually happened, when my mother married my gotcha. stepfather. But like throughout the, like after childhood, right? The, the, the Christmas incident. Mm -hmm. How old were you then? Oh, I'd say probably nine, ten. Okay. So, like, how would you describe yourself as a teenager? Like, what kind of characteristics would teenage Jackie have? Well, um, I got tough okay. very quickly. I stayed out of the house. I played a lot of sports, mm -hmm. softball, water skiing, anything that would get me out of the house. Gotcha. And... Um, uh, the message I think I gave myself, there again, too, you don't realize as a child the things that you're saying to yourself. 
um, the messages that you're giving yourself, like you better get tough if you're going to make it in this world. And that's pretty much how I lived, uh, I would say, probably from 9, 10 on okay. till I hit a bottom of sorts. And um, so I was very rebellious. Um, and yeah, tell me more about that rebellion. What's, what's been going on there? Well, keep in mind that I was raised in a Catholic school. Okay. So we had nuns. Right, rules everywhere, nuns yes. everywhere, watching your eye. Yes, and some of the nuns were nice, but some of the nuns were not so nice. Okay. So um, by seventh grade, I remember specifically, we drove this one nun crazy. And so she would not recognize us if we raised our hand to answer a question. So I said <laughs> to a couple of the girls, and over. Gotcha. <laughs> I said, well, if she's not going to acknowledge us, let's go out to the playground, you know? Uh -huh. So we just got up out of our chairs. Yeah and just walked out of class and went out to the playground. Right. Well, it was a little bit later that the principal, another nun, came out and told us we had to come back into mm -hmm. class, so mm -hmm. we did. So that was the the beginning of my rebellious years. And, okay. you know. But that's not, I mean, like, kids do that, right? Like, I don't just know. try to walk out and stuff like that. I mean, shoot, some of these kids. What, what's like, what's the rebellion? Give me like the. Okay, so where the big it, rebellion was the alcohol. Um, when I was in junior high, I would lie to my parents and go to parties okay. and drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, um, mm -hmm. things like that. Junior high, middle school. Yeah, lie oh, to wow. my parents. Yeah, that's, that's young. Yeah. That's young to do that. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and then, of course, there was um, the hippie era coming up. And so with that, you know. <laughs> Were you I, part of that movement? A little bit, yeah. Well, I was into Gloria Steinem, you know, with uh, Women's Lib. Okay. And I can actually remember chastising a guy that took me out on a date because he wanted to open the door for me. And I said, I am perfectly capable of opening the oh, door. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So some of that. And um, back then it was the Daisy Duke jeans that you sure. wore. And they took away the dress code. By this time, by the time I hit ninth grade, I was in public school. Okay. And all bets were off mm -hmm. then. There was no dress code. And I would wear these little halter tops with the the hippie sandals, the Daisy Duke. Okay, there short, you go. Short jeans, Living your life there. That's... The long hair. <laughs> yes. Um, I can't believe my mother let me out of the house. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so there was that. And then um, my knight in shining armor came along. Right. When I was getting ready to start high school, I met him at a dance. Uh, so Steve and I were like joined at the hip. Mm -hmm. And. Um, so we dated for three years yeah. and partied hardy. Oh, yeah. Uh, we went to beach parties at his friends because he was three years older. That way he still is three years older yeah. than me. But um, all his friends had graduated from high school. Mm -hmm. So we would go to beach parties at their pads and right. smoke pot and drink and everything else gotcha. and um, do all that stuff. So, yeah, I was I was living, living it up. Gotcha. You know, kind of thing. But we ended up. He was, uh, he was my love of my life and still is, yeah, I can say. Sure. Thank God for that. For sure. Absolutely. And, but God was going to have to do a lot of work in both of us because we both kind of came from wounded backgrounds. What's that, what's that work look like? Wounded? No, work. Like, how did God work in your life? What, what is he doing? What did he do after that? Well, what happened was um, over in St. Pete, which is where I grew up okay. on the other coast of Florida, 
um, there was a recession that hit. I'm sure it hit all over, but um, I decided that it, or Steve and I both discussed it and thought, well, we've been married for nine months, so let's have a baby. Okay. So at the ripe old age of 19, I had my first child. Oh, geez. Yes. And uh, I'll never forget going in. Steve took me to the hospital when I went into labor. Uh And back then they had the delivery room and the men were not allowed in. Dads were not allowed in. So he had to go to the waiting room and I was in the um, labor room. Okay. And I can remember walking through the doors at 19, hearing this woman screaming her (laughs) head off. And I looked at the nurse and I said, that's not going to happen to me. <laughs> she said, oh, that poor woman's been in labor for 24 hours, you know. Oh, my god! So it was pretty scary. But that was the beginning of me realizing, hey, there's more to life than just me now. Sure. And um, so I wanted to be a good mother. And um, so I made some changes in my life and became responsible so all a lot of that other stuff kind of had to go by the wayside gotcha was that a hard change or was it a difficult change no because i was so in love with brett when he was born gotcha i mean i used to just put him in the infant seat that they had back then and i would sing that song to him um you are so beautiful yeah to me do you know that song and so so at what point then I, I'm not sure if I heard it. Where where did God come in for you? Okay, so really, it was survival mode for now. I think the Lord was letting me just have my way uh, because I did hear from him. There were certain times I would hear him say, this isn't my best for you, Sure. like when I wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. But I wanted what I wanted. You heard that when you wanted to get married? Yes. Really? Yes. How did that, how's that feel? Well, it, I just pushed it, pushed it aside. You know, um, I kind of knew that as much as I wanted Steve, mm-hmm. that um, I was taking a big step. I knew that. But um, it was like, this just was the next natural step in my thinking. It was mm-hmm. all my own thinking, Sure. you know, sure. and because I loved him, I wanted him. Mm-hmm. So um, I can actually remember being at one of our beach parties and looking out the window. Now, granted, I had probably a few drinks and stuff, but I can remember having this conversation with God, looking out the window and telling him, you know, that um, this is what I want. Gotcha. So I think he let me, you know, self-will run riot. I was allowed to just continue on my path. And um, and we truly did love each other, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that we were both not mature enough sure, yeah. to know how to handle relationships yeah, each in other, a positive way. Super giving of each other, yeah. Yeah. So how did that manifest itself? Well, it was rough. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. We had some rough times. Um, what does rough mean? I don't understand. Well, circumstances in our life... Um, uh, we called uh, Brett our credit card baby because Steve wasn't able to find uh, work mm-hmm. and I was home with this newborn and didn't want to leave him to go back to work really. Mm-hmm. And so my our answer was, well, then don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, never mind, well, how are we going to live? And um, so we were living in my parents' house who were having a difficult time selling it and so we were told that you know we could stay there until the house sold and um 
So Brett was a credit card baby in that I got my formula, diapers, anything that he needed on his credit card, not knowing how we were going to pay it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, eventually the telephone was turned off and Steve was helping a guy uh, that owned a hoagie shop and he'd come home with hoagie rolls. And that was our food. We'd open it, put garlic and butter on it. And that's how, that's how we ate. Your garlic know? bread. Yeah. <laughs> Love that garlic bread. And um, eventually um, I just was having a really hard time coping with life and mm -hmm. the responsibilities. So uh, my family came, picked me up and the baby and took us uh, home with them. And Steve packed up all of our stuff. And his mom lived over here on this coast. And she said, I think you can find work over here. So he came, picked Brett and I up and took us over okay. to West Palm or North Palm Beach, actually. And um, we set up house. And he had a job out at Pratt & Whitney at the time. Okay. And um, it was rough. We had one car. So um, we would get up really early in the morning. I'd get Brett out of the crib, drive him to work, come back, then get myself ready to work and um, drop him off at daycare. Gotcha. And so, so where does this lead? Like, how, how, where does it lead to the, you said you were talking about the bottom that you hit? Yes, yes. Um, so, you know, um, we continued to drink and uh, party on weekends. And, um, and Brett was in the equation now. So, um, eventually um you know we we just did life we got by the best we could and uh bought a house with the help of uh, steve's grandmother okay. and um then steve uh, got a job and a good job as a manager for tgi fridays mm -hmm. and you know when you're in that kind of atmosphere there's a lot of stuff rolling around you know alcohol and drugs and stuff like that and um, Fridays. <laughs> yeah, it was a happening place back in the 80s. Sure, sure. So um, anyway, um, trying to think how we got to this place. Um, you know, he was going for the career. This mm -hmm. was his first time. And um, things weren't going so well at home because he just wasn't around. And um, by this time, our second child came along, Matt. There's six years difference between them. And um, I wasn't aware of everything, but, you know, he was sailing with his career and there was still alcohol involved for both of us. And um, he hit a bottom, which caused the marriage to hit a bottom. And we put together an intervention. What's this bottom like? Was it, was it well, he wasn't coming home all the time. Okay. And... Um, you know, a lot more arguing going on in fights and things like that gotcha. and just not being around. So an intervention happened. Right. And that was really a God thing, too, because um, I'll never forget. I was in the, the drive through and um, our pastor at the time. Oh, church. I knew that we needed to get back to church. Okay. We had kind of backslidden there in our party days. Mm. And um so once Brett was born, we started going back to church. So there was that connection. Uh, so I was in the parking lot or in the drive-through and pastor was behind us and he walked up next to me and he said, how are you doing? Well, that's all he had to say. Mm -hmm. 
the, the floodgates open. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, well, follow me back to church. And I shared with him what was going on. And um, he said, um, you know, let's go across the street. And we talked to a professional woman who told us about this thing with the intervention. And we had some wonderful Christian friends along with our pastor at the time mm -hmm. who agreed to be part of this. They were friends of ours. And um, so we put it together and um, he agreed to go into treatment. I went into family week and uh, boy, I got an education. Mm -hmm. I realized that um, I wasn't the same type of alcoholic. I wasn't an everyday drinker, but when I drank, I binge drank. Mm -hmm. So um, it was that family week that I realized I had a problem also. So when Steve came home, everybody thought I quit drinking to help Steve, but it was really to make my life better. Yeah. So here we are, sober couple, learning how to do life without alcohol. Right. And that was really, I think, the beginning of our first marriage, godly marriage, sober. Really? And um, it was a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. We had a lot to learn. Uh, we had to learn how to communicate with one another, yeah. um, and that took time. And then we brought the kids into the equation, and uh, we would have Sunday family meetings where we would talk about, you know, how are things going with each of us? Is there anything that, you know, as a family we need to be working on or yeah. individually or whatever? And um, we had a wonderful time with that. Wow. That's good. So how does, did, is that when you first started getting involved with, you know, yes. Christ in your life? Yes. All? Okay. Okay. So um, I'm, I was giving you a lot of the, the geographic of everything, but yes, Christ was all over that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was sharing with my husband this morning, remembering the intervention. I was so fearful, you know, because everything was based on fear for me. Um, that I was walking around the house clinging to the Bible, getting ready for the intervention, really? you know, just praying and hanging on to God's word that um, this was the right thing. And even though it was hard being the wife, because sometimes as a spouse, you're the one out there. Nobody can walk that path with you, but you and God. Yeah. And that's how it felt. And, um, but definitely seeing God all over it. And the friends that we had back then, those were God ordained yeah. because they were people that were with us through the dark, dark days sure, and sure. hung in there with us. And then there were others that um, knew what it was that we were dealing with with this life of addiction. So, your commitment to God did it? Was it like a growth that happened, like something that was slow and steady, or was there a moment that happened, or did you just end up like? like reflecting and say, well, all this was God and I now I believe, like, how did that? Yeah. The big change came for both of us when we made um, a special weekend. I don't know if Melissa shared in her testimony, but that's how I met Melissa Watkins. Okay. Uh, we were invited to attend a Christian retreat weekend called Curcio. And the husband has to go first being the head of the family. And I had been wanting Steve to go because that had been one of my prayers. God, I just want a Christian husband, mm -hmm. a godly Christian husband. And he knew what it was going to take. I didn't, yeah. you know. And um, so some guy at church just walked up to him, invited him, and he said, okay, I'll go. And it was like, <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. You know? yeah. 
So he made his weekend and came home a changed man. Awesome. And um, so it was like, okay. So this was post-intervention then after? Uh, actually, I'm trying to remember. Here comes my age. Um, I can't remember exactly. I think it was actually before. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, that makes sense now as I'm thinking how That's God's probably, hand works. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense because yeah. if it happens before, then the intervention, he's like more, like it's primed for that. Like he yeah. sees what he wants to be. Yes, it was before. Now I'm thinking of the logistics and everything. Okay. And, um, and that's a good reminder that, you know, you're making, you're making me see that we don't have to be cleaned up yeah. before we come to exactly Christ. Right. Yeah. That he just says, come. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's important for me to be reminded of. Do you have any advice for someone who might be um, dealing with what you were dealing with, like alcoholism or all that stuff and might want to come to church, might want to find God, but doesn't feel comfortable? Do you have anyone? Any advice for that? Person? That is uh, a wonderful question, and um, boy, if that isn't the Holy Spirit just shining down on us right now, because um, it's true, He wants us to come as messy as we are first, mm -hmm. and He will help us do the cleaning up. We can't do it by ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I tried, I think, when Brett was born, but it, it was such a struggle because I was trying to do it in my own strength. Sure. And um, yeah, I, I, I get it. You yeah. know, that um, regardless of what our paths are or uh, our woundedness, mm -hmm. uh, we need to come first, as messy as we are, because we're all messy. Yeah. And um, I hope as a Christian community, we never forget that. Gotcha. So, um, I mean, that's. Where does that take us now? Like you know, like you live a life uh, with Christ and with your husband, and um, ups and downs. Like reflect on me, like the big sweeping themes on your life. Well, I think that once uh, we dealt with my fear and abandonment issues, um, then it was like the Lord has used me over the next. 20, 30 years, and it's been a wonderful adventure with him, and yeah. that's what I have to call it. I mean, um, the places he's taken me and people that he's uh, asked me to walk with, yeah. have it's been a wonderful life with him, um, you know, being used that way, and, and an honor and a privilege in every step of the way, and I think going into the latter stages of my life, I'm just as excited to see awesome. how he's going to use me yeah, going forward. I know it's going to be different. Yeah. He's showing me that through each season. It's going to look a little different, yeah. but um, it's just as exciting every time Absolutely. you get the tap on your shoulder. Yeah, I heard a preacher say it one time. Uh, he said, if you're if you're not dead, God's not done with you. So Amen. <laughs> it's like, well, the person who's been the most influential person in my life, is a 70 year old woman so it was my my lola so that's oh. that's why i i mean that's anything i to christ my life it's been because christ worked through her right. and so at any stage of your, anyone's life you know, mm -hmm. god can use us um well i think that's our time here jackie i really appreciate you being here i have one last question for you sure but before that uh i want to just thank anyone who is with us um on this podcast sherry uh Chris, Michelle, I mean, just a whole bunch of you guys. Thank you guys for watching. If you're listening to us on iTunes, on podcasts, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, all that stuff, we want to thank you for reaching here. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to support the show or share this podcast with someone who 
I might be dealing with the same kind of stuff that um, Jackie was, um, especially like the alcoholism and the um, recovery and all that stuff. That's all important, especially like to build a community around. Um, but yeah, so yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm sure if you contact Jackie, she won't For mind. For sure. Uh, Miss Jackie, I got one last question for you. Why do you think God is awesome? I think God is awesome because he knows me better than I know myself. Mm. Wow. He does for me. I was just playing this morning, trust his heart. Mm -hmm. And there were many times I couldn't understand why things had to be the way they were. But I realized he knew me better than I knew myself. Mm. Wow. And that's the best thing for us. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much again for uh, joining us on the podcast. Thank you guys for Thank joining. You. We love you all. We'll see you next time.